Wait on it. Wait on it. Dear God, please make me into a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Dear God, please make me into a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Every day I rise on a fire. That's all I got to take me through. Gonna be free like a bird in the sky Gonna be free, gonna fly so We delight in the beauty of the butterfly but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Welcome to another episode of On Air with Anthony, Donisha and Keem. This week we're taking a look at understanding and dealing with toxic parenting. So stay tuned as we get into the discussion. She said nothing not that dear Pondy the you them face I see the pain Toxic relationship with parents affect the mental health and general well-being of children. The difference between poor parenting and toxic parenting is only a matter of degree. Lacking insight, maturity, or compassion. Toxic parents may cause mental and physical agony, trauma, and lasting mental problems for their children. We need to check such dysfunctional parenting patterns to foster a healthy relationship with children and give them a happy childhood. They fail to realize that such an upbringing hiding behind the excuse of tempering the character can lead to an unimaginable amount of psychological damage that will necessitate a lifetime of therapy. Most children can deal with an occasional outburst of anger, but need a certain amount of love, reassurance, and understanding to counter its adverse effects. When a child is raised for repetitive abuse, loathing, judgment, and criticism for their behavior, personality, or performance, it leaves them feeling demoralized and with low self-esteem. Unfortunately, this toxic parent behavior extends to how they treat their children. Often narcissism, emotional disorders, alcoholism, or addiction are personality traits that veer into the toxic category of parents. Toxic isn't a medical term or a clearly defined concept. This harmful parenting style takes away from children the love, warmth, and nurturing that they deserve. Being under the shadow of fear, guilt, and obligation, their constant pursuit for validation and approval to prove themselves worthy persists throughout their lives. So, what is a toxic parent? To be clear, the toxic parent isn't a medical term or a clearly defined concept. When people discuss toxic parents, they're typically describing parents who consistently behave in ways that cause guilt, fear, or obligation in their children. 
Their actions aren't isolated events, but patterns of behavior that negatively shape their child's life. Hi, guys, and welcome. How is everybody doing? Hi, Tony. We're good. What's up? We're good. We're good. We are good. We're good. Um, uh, We have Sage with us this week, and our usual, Toussaint is back for another episode. Hi, We missed him. And we missed him for the second one. He he went on vacation. He was on vacation, you know? No, boy was flying in a Boeing. He's been jet lagged. We had to beg him to, you Mm -hmm. know, come back this week, but he's here. <clears throat> but on I that <laughs> but 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 on that note um we all have seen experienced um some level of these toxic trends in parenting especially growing up in the caribbean oh. I, th- <laughs> I think caribbean parents do tend to you know we can only speak from that magnitude because we've really grown up in that situation so we can say yes for sure that's something that we've seen and bore witness to um sage what's your intake on just toxic parenting on a whole it's it's bad but like (laughs) (laughs) well of course it's obviously bad but um I believe that, especially in the Caribbean, parents, they really don't know better. Mm-hmm. So we are like kind of the newer generation and we're kind of more into the mental and we are the generation that really pays attention to stuff like that. But people who grew up more traditionally, because it's a very, like you are very different from your mother. Absolutely. So it's just like two generations, one beside the other with two different points of views. So I feel like people just have to try and see that their parents probably didn't grow up like in the generation that we did, but it's still not an excuse. That's absolutely true. Um, Toussaint, what's your take? Well, I haven't personally experienced toxic parenting, but based on what I've seen with um, other people, um, I feel like some parents they they want the best for their child but they just go about it the wrong way uh-huh they they, they because of how they were raised and they're, they're saying that they didn't have the opportunities that we had or we have now but they just have to look at it that they if they want to their people still you know trying to um do stuff that we're doing now they if they step into our shoes they will see that it's not as easy as they think it to be you know they're looking from the outside and not looking at it from our perspective mm-hmm. so they have to look at perspective but i feel like they want the best for us so i don't know right um keem take us into what your understanding of that could be yeah, i think as you said it's not a clearly defined uh term or medical term because there's so many different theories beyond what we may consider as being toxic but i think because a lot of the parents in the generation before us don't view human beings as emotional human beings you know they just think of human beings as we are born to grow up learn the basics work build a life for ourselves and then turn around and mind our parents 
when we consider the fact that there are a lot of different changes that have taken place L- let's in the last not even years. talk about that mining situation because listen so we will get into in that 80s, how you grew up in <laughs> the <laughs> 80s completely different from right it's completely different from <laughs> growing up in the 2010s or even hey, the 2000s but, you know so i don't think they understand that concept as yet they just think listen the same way i did it you're gonna have to go through the same way i used to walk over three different hills and swim through a river to get to school don't even you get what i'm saying that that part of it so i think there are some changes that have happened and a lot of us can't sit down and talk to our parents that way because mm-hmm. they're not gonna think, think we're fresh ourselves so there's a lot to happen in terms of communication before we can yeah. actually pull toxic parenting from the root yeah all right danisha take us down what's what's your insight baby girl Hi, I just feel some of them just don't fool right. Ignorance, that's it. Ignorance and stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they would have gone through what we would have, what we are kind of like going through with them in terms of parenting. They would have gone through it with their parents a hundred times with, with their parents because, you know, being raised in like whatever it was, the 70s, 60s, whatever you, your parents from. And then you have these people now being your own parents 60 year olds 40 year olds had back mm. 70 year olds some of them just stuck in their ways like the information is right there and it's out there why can't you adjust to the new world like why can't you adjust to it you're adjusting to it when it comes to sitting down on facebook reading the bible scriptures watching auntie jordan in church watching paula shoes in church watching mm-hmm. deacon with this person so why can't you adjust to 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 you know like changing your ways when it comes to raising your children and just like being open to the conversation about it because it's one thing to be a toxic parent and ask him or say but it's a whole other thing to actually just be able to listen and hear and understand the things that they're telling you and take account just be a be accountable like that's just it it's a whole different ball game it is absolutely it is um when we look at toxic parenting um a lot of people will say oh that sounds like um something that probably does not exist it actually does and i know for many of who probably are listening um you will actually find yourself thinking on some of the things that you've probably experienced as a child or probably still experiencing even in your adult years and reliving those traumas day to day you realize that it's actually a a thing that exists um when we talk about toxic parenting though it's an umbrella term for parents who display some or all of the following characteristics um we're gonna look at the self-centered behavior your parents may be emotionally unavailable narcissistic or perhaps uncaring when it comes to things that you need let me speak on that one it may feel like a situation returns to the same question what about me let me share this so i grew up in um i didn't grow up with my mom funny enough i grew up with my grandma um and growing up with my grandma we were very close she's actually the apple of my eye um if you have a grandma that checks for you like that holds you down you can understand 
this growing up as an only child with a grandmother you probably would understand or experience that that unconditional love that support you were the only person i was only i was the only grandchild living my grandma so i got everything birthday cake grandma would go out her way to get me cake um every sunday i'm in church and trust me i had no problem going to church with my grandma i love going to church with grandma i love or little trips to the markets um i love my grandma loved going to funerals so every funeral she might not know the person she might know someone that know the person she's at that funeral and i'm there and she would lift me up just imagine my grandmother lift me up tiny me showing me the dead person in the casket listen she was hilarious so um sooner or later in my latter years um you know i knew i had i knew of my mom certainly but my mom lived elsewhere so i would see her occasionally like only summers so imagine all those other months and i'm seeing you like probably for two months in the year um i genuinely never had that emotional bond with her like i had with my grandma right um so when i moved when i did my my g my common entrance gsat whatever you guys call it pep i passed for the school i wanted to go to um and she wanted to take me she wanted me to come live with her at that time um listen when i say i was depressed i was saddened i was heartbroken because i felt like a part of me was being left behind in terms of my grandma and i just could not manage that um the latter of it was where i had to start school in a new city starting school in a new city and i had two younger siblings that i was living with at that time if you understand what i'm talking about moving from being an only child where you got all that attention to living with two other people where none of that attention was given to you the basic necessities and needs were provided food shelter and clothing but the emotional love that I would have gotten or received from my grandmother, I didn't receive that from my mom. Um, we had our we had our little problems, um, back and forth in between, you know, our existence. Um, I was an excellent scholar, wonderful student, everything. But you know, as a norm, as a boy picnic or a boy child, you will have those moments when you know you'll give yourself some trouble and you'll get your little whooping here and there and stuff like that. But even in my adult years, I thought my mom was really emotionally unavailable. She was. 
I can't recall how many times as a young adult or a child my mom would tell me that she loved me. Um, even when I got older, it was somewhat of a mischief to me when she started saying it. Right? Um, when she started saying it, it was so weird. And even now, just reflect, ref, um, reflecting on it, I'm still grappled by everything, you know? Um, I get to a place where I want to know. I'm try- and even now, it's not the best of a relationship that we have. We do not communicate often enough than I think we should. Um... And I, I guess some part of me just haven't gotten to that place where I can just constantly communicate. I, I, and I guess it's an overall thing with me when it comes down to just family overall. I don't communicate that often with them. And it's, it's, very, it's a very bad thing. But um, nevertheless, I think that emotional baggage that scar from her not giving me or showing me enough love because i think caribbean parents have this thing where they think that love is buying me this and buying me that and that is what it means oh i'd love to tap in here tony i would love to tap in here because i i literally just noted this song and i was like i want to speak on this point um and it's this thing that a lot of caribbean parents do where they're like okay so and i shouldn't even limit it to caribbean parents because i realize it's a lot of thing that parents just do on a whole they have this ideology that my job as a parent is to take care of you and to raise you so therefore i'm going to provide food for you shelter over your head a place for you to rest down and in the middle of the night and i'm going to provide education for you and that is more than everything and anything that i have ever had so when you have that you should be grateful and if you don't have that and 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 if you have that sorry and then you come and you speak on it you automatically turn ungrateful and they're like don't yes. you see all the things that i'm doing for you it's my job as a parent to raise you and to provide this for you and to provide clothes on your back food in your house ma'am sir hello take a pause because this really and truly our last topic last week was bare minimum is the bare minimum of raising a child exactly it is the absolute bare minimum of raising a child when you're raising a child lord jesus christ i'm not a mother i'm not a parent i don't have kids but i do understand the intellectual structure of a human being and the needs of a human being which just does not just settle at providing financial needs for me or what what's the word that i'm looking for or clothes or just basic necessities right it is not just the basic necessities it's not just food clothes shelter nope you have to understand that you have to be in tune with your emotions for you to raise another human being mm-hmm. so that you can line their emotions itself and you can understand their emotions because you can't just come and be like yeah that's it no what are you doing big man what are you doing hmm. um like parents don't understand that once a child comes into this world 
they're the first, the only example for a long time of what a relationship for a is supposed long to time. be like. So if that relationship is toxic, is the term we're using, then mm-hmm. the child is going to go out into the world and have one bag of toxic relationships and see it as normal. And then when you say, um, you use the word job, and when people view parenting mm. as like a job, job, so you have to do this, 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 and you're a good mother, and then nothing else. Why did I provide a resume no. and ask you when I hire you? <laughs> I never come and give you a resume. Exactly. Exactly. I never once did give you a resume and ask you to, to yeah, take up this job on your account and, and you know and the thing is the the thing is a lot of Caribbean parents do too they're like okay I have you for 18 years and that's it as soon as you hit 18 my, 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 my hand is washed with you that like that's it I'm no longer mm-hmm. responsible for you and whatever you do you're an adult are you kidding me me at my big big age still so confused and don't know what the hell is happening in life or understanding life itself much less for you to just say you're letting me go out there and do whatever i want to do because quote unquote i'm an adult no i still don't yeah because i think we get to a place where they just cast us off because i lived on my own from i was like 16 i was living on my own but that that was a mixture of several different things coming together but i was forced and i think a lot of caribbean kids are forced to grow up before they we have to. to grow up before yeah. we have to and that yeah. is true we're to forced me. to grow up before we have to so we genuinely don't get an opportunity to really enjoy and forced to grow up in so many different ways so many different ways and especially when you're a first child, I don't think people talk about it a lot, but when you're the first, yeah. Jesus, merciful father, you're like the, the expectations, the expectations that they set for you and you must meet them. And if you don't meet them, then you're sometimes, but you know, you know failure. why these expectations are met too. A lot of our parents live and want to live <laughs> their life through us. Why I say this. A lot of them genuinely didn't make use of the opportunity that they had then. And many of them were not afforded the ability and the opportunity to do that. So in this day and age, a lot of us kids are left with that burden to compensate for what they never made or never got to make of themselves. It's just like career. Um, they think they want, they don't ask you, okay, do you want to be this? Do you want to be that? No, you do this, you do that, you do this. And it's genuinely sometimes not something that we want to do. Why are you doing it? Because my father wanted me to do it. Why am I doing it? Because my, my mom wanted me to do it. Those things, you know, and is it something that you genuinely and have a passion for? Hell to the no. Nope. So... But to be honest, sometimes, because when I was going to study law, I didn't want to do law. I wanted to do something in the arts because my dream was supposed to be to be a, a doctor, but then that didn't get to happen. So I wanted to do um, medicine, um, arts. And then my mom was like, oh, if you want to become a bum, then let me know and I can give you a team can so you can beg on the street. So then I took up law and she was like, okay, yeah. I think you should do uh, be a lawyer because you know the big three are lawyers, engineers, and doctors. Yes. Yeah. So it has to be one of those. So then, you know, you never know. 
she suggested it and then it turns out that i'm because anything that i'm good at i tend to like and not finding yeah. out that i'm good at law I, I i enjoy it it's something that i'm passionate about only you know luckily yeah luckily but you're you're sometimes. one of the well, you're one of the lucky ones because there are some people who go for it and they they're not passionate about it they don't like it they don't love it but they graduate they sit in that office job for years and knowing that they don't like it and they can't escape it because it's just too late at a certain point so lucky you luckily you fell in love with it so that's off to you to suffer that but for the others, and if you're out there listening and you know that you don't genuinely like it, mm-hmm. it's never really truthfully too late, you know, you can get up and go. In this year of 2021, please just get up and go. Like, I'm you don't even have to have a I'm solid just, plan. I'm very grateful that I can't really relate to what you guys are saying right now. Mm-hmm. Because my parents have always been supportive, like for what i want to do as long as like i do it with my full potential Mm -hmm. and then produce results but where i see them like i don't know i used to be a very like smart not saying i'm not smart anymore but i used to be very what's that word that i'm looking for over i used to be an overachiever Mm -hmm. that's in primary school days and whatever whatever and i've always felt this pressure to produce so whenever I see people saying, oh, I graduated, I w- I'm, in my mind, I'm just like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I never understood why people celebrate graduations because my parents, it's basically just like, oh, you have to graduate. You have to make the honor roll. You have to get an award for this. They never actually said it to them, but it's just the feeling. That pressure. A, yeah, it's like, like, so that's what, like that's that's a different side that I kind of wanted to share on that whole your parents wanting you to do stuff, but still, my okay, my graduation it was in twenty twenty. It was broadcasted twenty twenty. It was broadcasted. It was nothing. That was last but year. <laughs> my dad was telling me that my mom, they thought that they were reading the honor roll students, right? But it was a different class. So when she heard somebody's name before mine she like got up stopped watching the graduation walked away because i didn't she thought that i didn't make the honor roll so she just stopped watching she didn't see me walk up there she heard about it afterwards she watched the rebroadcast on youtube and that did that done did hurt it (laughs) because i did make the honor roll and i even if i didn't i feel like shit i'm sorry can i curse Knock it off, girl. I feel girl, like this is on Aries, Anthony. You can do whatever the hell you I want. Feel like, shit. <laughs> like you wouldn't be happy for me that I graduated. Everybody else is celebrating just being here in the line. And so, and, and like, I think they don't recognize that for us. Well, of course we want to make the honor roll, and of course we want to make you proud, but. Sometimes I think we're forced into a box where we spend so much time trying to do for them to ensure that they feel as if we're giving them that level of giving them something to boast about. It's really that. My son is a this. My my daughter is a that. She passed. You know my daughter passed 10 lovely CXCs and she did this and she did that. 
And that is what gave me my anxiety because and I don't want you to hate. talk about me. I don't want you to talk about me. I just want to make my mistakes and I want to learn mm-hmm. from them without like feeling like I disappointed you. Like it's one of the worst feelings ever. Mm-hmm. What I hate time, too is the comparison, Sage. The comparison. The comparison is a thief of joy. Didn't they say that? Comparison is a theft of joy, yes. But then I feel like Caribbean parents selectively use the Bible. They selectively use it, you know, and the words of God, they selectively use it because when they want to turn a blind eye to certain things, they will turn a blind eye to it. That's but comparison it. is a fifth of joy and Sage, I can totally relate to what you're saying. And I don't know if I want to dive into personal with this because I don't know if I want to go for a battle of having to explain the shit that I say and having to explain my feelings <laughs> to anybody because I don't, I don't really have the time for that to truth and be told and no, like- no. The mental capacity is not really there. It's in the garbage. <laughs> we can't deal with it. The year is ending now, trying to end it on a on a peaceful note. But uh, what I do want to add, Sage, before you continue, I am sorry for breaking you. What I do want to add is like for me, right? Primary school days, high school days, I was just living life that's it i was just living life like i didn't know what the hell was happening i didn't understand the entire structure of life itself i didn't understand the importance of education so your girl was just getting by by just getting by truthfully and my teachers were always right on my report card you know donisha is a great student she has immense potential but she doesn't push herself donisha is a great student immense potential but she doesn't push herself and she's very talkative oh and she's very troublesome can't forget that and jesus merciful father every time it was the same it was like a repetition every year i know what was going to be on the report card every single year like it had it, it even come to a certain point that my mother was like you know what i'm not going for a report card again because i can't deal i cannot deal with it so there was a certain point in time when nobody was going for my report card and i would just have to pick it up because my mother was like every year is the same thing they're telling me from primary school to high school like it's the same thing i'm like okay cool yeah whatever well, until i get into college and i was like okay you know what i i kind of trying i kind of like understanding life itself even more now and i still like understanding it even more now because i don't know what it is i don't know if i was just like a slow learner to finding out life and learning life and the importance of certain things but i am still learning for it now and it's a con it has been a confusing process for me it still is a confusing process for me but i don't think these niggas understood that and they still don't but and it was the comparisons it was the comparisons because my mother is a teacher so that should explain everything <laughs> yeah because they'll be like oh your cousin got a hundred why couldn't you get a hundred too you thought you're getting like 90s and, bro and, and i think also, i think so parents also tend to not recognize that not all kids are meant for 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 being academic doctors reason. and academics some kids are talented in the craft world give them um, give them an opportunity to strive in that field stop shooting down these kids and trying to break their hearts with the decisions that they want to make career-wise because mm-hmm. trust me even now off i wish like i wish i really did culinary arts in school i really oh wish i God, did i wish i did and i'm finding that passion now I'm finding that passion. I never liked cooking as a child. I never enjoyed it. I never did it. It was when I moved out on my own and I had to make my first Sunday dinner. And that was an absolute mess. That rice and peas was soup. 
You understand me? You, so you were experimenting with the ramen noodles. It's the, the I, 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 I didn't even I'm eat ramen noodles. Mm. I didn't even eat ramen noodles. But I'm saying, it was uh, the growth after. I wish then they had supporting me in, in ideally what I really wanted. But anyway. But, but don't you think they they're just trying to um ha- have you not regret anything? They're trying to you know. But you cannot. But you cannot determine because funny enough. Many of our parents don't have higher education. Many of them don't have higher education. So what they're trying to prevent is you being like yeah. them. Well, I don't but know what it is because with good intention. But they still have to understand at the end of the day it is your life, not theirs. Yeah, I think mean. the toughest the toughest really? part of it though is understanding that you're gonna have to let your bird leave the nest and learn to fly let them fly mm-hmm. because you can fly around the tree 50 times all, all they're gonna do is look at you and be like oh that's nice but until you push it out nothing ha- literally nothing happens you watch those documentaries of the, the the mother bird pushing the bird out and it's either fly or die legit mm-hmm. and she's been teaching you these things over and over but just saying it does nothing mm-hmm. they really have to you know learn with their hands getting dirty and it's tough I watched my mom give me an inch every year because for her doing it cold turkey was not going to work. She had two before me. I was the last one. And I think it was the most difficult one because the older two migrated when I was like eight. So Mm. those were ripped out of her hands Mm -hmm. and she had one left. So to her, it was just like what I could not give them. I'm going to give to you, which also made it so much more difficult because I was given more. So I was expected to do a lot more. Especially by siblings. And it was tough because I was getting compared to a sibling. And I love my siblings, don't get me wrong. But I'm getting compared to a sibling who probably academically did not achieve half of what I achieved at that time. And that messed me up because I'm like, what else do I have to do now to not be compared? You know? Mm. But it was, <clears throat> the, it was the pain of not... I guess getting what you thought you were going to get out of one child. And now you're just like, I can't mess up with this one. I can't mess up with this one. And you're trying everything and you're getting results, but it's like not to the level that you thought you were going to get it at. So we had to go through that as well. And I thank God every day that the woman who birthed me, I could sit and look in her eyes and be like, I don't like this because if I, <laughs> and it took so long. It took so long to get to that. It took years to get to that point. Because there was a time when I couldn't say those things. I couldn't sit and be like, I don't like when you say this. I don't like when you say that. Probably get slapped in the... the, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it took a while. And even though it took a while, I'm happy for the process. Because Lord knows, I was stifling as a child. I think... I think like, also when you come on to I'm that... I'm praying to get to that, 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 that where you're at, Kim. I'm praying to get there. I'm going to light my candles as I soon as this recording is over. Oh, I'm still I can say it. I can say it. I will just be gaslit till Kingdom Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, Sid. I can say it. I do say it. Because you all know, water doesn't hold in this move. Anything Donisha feels, Donisha is going to say it. But the problem is, Donisha is going to get gaslit. Donisha is going to get the backhanded everything. Donisha is going to get the... um. Young grateful. My yeah. mom would say, Oh, so I need therapy. Oh, so me, I have a problem. Oh. You know what? Another thing is, uh, parents that don't believe in depression, 
that depression is real and so talking about you have everything Yo, they provide we, for we you. will we will touch that we will touch mm-hmm. that shortly we'll definitely touch that. we will touch that shortly but seeing that toussaint has cracked that egg let us proceed depression it is so weird when we talk about depression and in the society that we're living in now it is mm-hmm. on its high note it is very rampant it is very alive the highest suicide rates in of all time right mm-hmm. you know um i think parents think that because they do everything or consider to be everything we do not experience troubles outside of what they see um depression for example i was depressed when i left my grandma um there were things that i felt like i wanted to do that i never did i never had a father that was like vividly there um and it was so funny that whilst that never made me feel any any sort of way to be honest it never affected me here nor there um because i still did what i had to do and I came out but I mean outside of that there were moments I was absolutely depressed living with my mom um, and music was my therapy then and still is my therapy now mm-hmm. um, I would distract myself so much I would be in, I would be in like 10 clubs at school president for this president for that vice president for this PR for this just so that I would not have a reason to be home early said so i have to deal with everything at home i'd legit have to do all of those things just to keep me distracted and i never while i never spoke about it i felt like it was not something that was receptive like if you say it, they would jump up and they would be like um why are you depressed you're not paying no bills yeah, you have clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, you food on your head, a roof over your head. Where you have to dip, what do you have to you be depressed have about? about? You have nothing to stress about. Because they, of all the stress, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. So they they are the only ones that should experience um any form of emotions, and you know they don't understand that they also being. A lot of our parents are, even though, damaged. Very much. They're emotionally damaged. And, and that, go Sage. Like when you were saying the whole thing about the roof of your head and whatever, whatever. When I was like feeling depressed. And I didn't know what it was about, like, you know, how chemical imbalances are. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to be depressed about. Not the chemicals are. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I went to my mother and she, she said this, she gave the same argument, right? And, of course, me being me, I was just like, you know what, it's her and it's never going to change. So, 
back to my depression hole in my room. But then <laughs> to a few like months later, um, my dad had some issues and he had depression. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was talking to me about it because my dad, me and my dad, was and he was open about it. He was very open about it. He was he was going through like it was like severe. Is your father white? Had, no. He's, <laughs> <laughs> hey. he's dark skinned black from Spanish town. A kind of guy you didn't think would get it, he got it. Right. So that's that's how I know but, parents can But just to let grow. it be known, but it doesn't matter yeah. where you're from, yeah. what color you be, rich or poor, depression is depression it's depression yeah. and it can affect anyone proceed so he was like he was going through it right and then of course one day i was trying to because they were going through their own stuff and then i'm always talking to them always reasoning with them i reason with my father more because one of them is more understanding <laughs> so i go to my mother right and then we were having i started a conversation and she turned it into an argument and then i was just like do you know that this is happening to dad and then she said remember the argument well oh i have i don't have no bills i have no whatever she said that how info how info depressed how info depressed blah, 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 blah. what about other things that were input me through how info this that this how that what kind of what kind of severe depression and that issues. right there is an, a genuine so, stage of gaslighting and so i'm saying me so my reason for not having depression was bills this man has bills this man has all the money stress in the world and then you still won't believe in this concept which tells me that it is not about you don't think it's about material things it's just you Mm-hmm. Not believing stuck us. in their ways, stuck in their ways, wanting to always be right, mm-hmm. wanting to just be the not the bad guy, just you know, feeling like you're doing. They just want to be right. on top. Yeah, it's a superiority so com- complex. Superiority. Ooh, that's complex. it, Tony. Yeah. You will. She will never be wrong. She's never. She's never wrong. Ever, <laughs> yo, I wish I wish y'all could see Sage right now like, because well, I'm coming in like he's never wrong. Oh my god, <laughs> it's honestly, it's honestly, it's honestly so just like a serious whole, type of war. That whole roof over your head bullshit is bullshit. Listen, the roof over my head is on fire, right? About first of all, I always no say it, and I, I, I remember I was saying to my mom, I said, Lisa, first of all, I never send you out nowhere for go lay down with nobody for bring me here. No. You uh-huh. decided you want to go there and bring me here, so therefore you're supposed to. It's all right. You're supposed to exactly. do it. Exactly. It's not a if I'm but or you do it because you, 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 you can. You're supposed to. I never ask you for the year. Now you go lay down by your back and whatever happened after that happened. You brought me here. I, I always pe- say, I yeah. always say, I was good wherever I was. You know, I, I was good. Then, yeah, I was eating what cavy I was eating. Where I was laying down, being Jesus' little helper, carrying exactly. the clothes over here and there, helping souls to the nearest exit. Okay, like, why you <laughs> like, come and disturb my peace? A lot of the parent parenting they disguise as abuse of power. Mm-hmm. It, it is parenting. an abuse of power, and it once is again, a high abuse it of leads power. us back to. A lot of them, like, I look back, I think 
our parents they're now they're learning because if you if you really notice now for people who have kids it's only maybe yours not mine no i'm showing you something One for, of people, for people who have kids <laughs> how my mom how my mom um was raised by my my grandma was absolutely different how she raised me different because i think my my mom partially raised me in a sense you know she she brought me from my adolescent my my teenage into my adolescent years i, I can't this is around that part but i mean either way they are living they're not used to love a lot of our parents mm-hmm. are not used to love from their parents so it's that same trickle down effect that's running over to us and therefore when it comes on to things and we speak about that it reflects and therefore when we say we're depressed and we're depressed because this is we're facing the excuses are the same you understand me and it's now that we're in a culture where people literally start killing themselves oh. because them cannot bear depression anymore a lot of people are waking up to the signs of what it is but while mm-hmm. some are waking up we still have those who are asleep you understand sounds, me? I, sounds 91 isn't going and to you know something anybody. I want to I want to highlight yeah. Tony. Why the foot go in? Jesus Christ, foot come back, foot come back, foot come back. <laughs> Why are oh, we back? No, oh, shit. I want to highlight. I just want to give my mother props because after we went through like a whole debacle about like my depression and stuff and I had to go to the doctor for it. Mm-hmm. She checked up on me. And I mean, last week we couldn't talk about the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get back my thoughts. I get back my thoughts. Don't, 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 don't lose your thought. Don't lose your thought. Oh, shit. So, oh, I'm going to lose the thought. Let me write. Let me write, write it down. Down. So, when she at least checks up on me and I, I saw that as a sign from her, that is gold. She checks up on me. She, I'm going to give her her props because if you know the type of person she is. Mm-hmm she it's it's like she's trying and that you know when i see when i see what my dad has been through when i see what she has been through at any age you can grow it's a part of being human you can grow you can learn you can adapt Mm -hmm. so whenever some parent comes to me about how oh i'm just traditional oh it's just how i am never it's never how you are because you're you you develop they you say that's the way i am because they refuse to do the yeah. work that's the problem it's, their minds are bricks <laughs> they're just not letting it's just a wall when i'm just you find a lot of them a lot of caribbean parents resort to religion religion as, religion as, for depression listen i had a friend anisha not, not just not just uh, not <sighs> just depression you know but religion on a whole and it's like i understand you being a religious person but please learn to separate your religion and then believe that when you're depressed because is obia is obia and somebody mm-hmm. doing you something and the devil tempting you and the this devil. is their child and they're going to pray over you and they're going to light this candle and take that, water. Take that child take that child to the fucking doctor that's what you right. need to do you know, let that child you know, see a therapist 
you know you know another thing let me just let, let, let my little points i've been writing down arrow today for a little minute because you all know the brain is not too 100 percent in you know i forget the stuff <laughs> um but another thing they do when they're like i do it out of love and it's because i love you and we love you and we love this and la, la, la. and i'm like how can you say it is love if i don't feel that it is love and then you're going to look at me crazy when i say that and it's like if i genuinely don't feel it or see it as love because you know love is an emotion that you're supposed to feel some way mm-hmm. somehow right right but if i don't feel it as love then who are you to tell me that it is love and i don't feel it i don't see it i don't feel it so what am i to be happy about really and truly you claiming it to be love another Fellow thing i cannot take still killed it another thing i gotta take right is my mother and i was having this argument. and if you if you know my mother and i is like a tick for tat like we're a little a literally a tick for tat type of relationship bing bong type of relationship um i was having this argument with her the other day about something that she did and it's always an argument here yeah? always an argument and this lady look at me and this lady tell me that she think i need counseling <laughs> This is gaslighting, yeah? Because I told her something that she did wrong and because she didn't like it and it didn't settle in her spirit. She told me that I need counseling because she think I am blaming her for X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, hello? Are you kidding me? You tell me, you're watching me and tell me I need counseling because I telling you, you doing something wrong. So you turning back now onto me and posing me as a victim Wow. and telling me I need counseling. Is it crack that you smoke? <laughs> like is it truly crack that you smoke and it's not no disrespectful type of thing you know some people might be listening to you and think it's such a, it no it's just it's, it was no sometimes you really have to wonder what is going through their minds yes. you really want is it crack that you smoke because i was amazed and these certain things like they say to certain things to you and you like you have to sit down and ponder and be like do you know what you just said? And do you know how long that is actually going to stay with me for the certain yes. things that you mm-hmm. say? Like, you don't even understand yes. how long this stays on my brain. And, like, it comes out at the weirdest of times. And they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, don't care, my boo I'm very sorry. There is nothing that your sorry can do. Like, certain things that I said to mm. me. It's really dam- damaging and traumatizing and there is something that I always say, I don't want kids, right? I just don't want children. You know those little devilish children on your own? Don't want them. Mm-mm. But if I do have to have children, I always say that if I have to raise them the way that I was raised in that, mm-mm, it's not going to happen. You're going to go back and meet Jesus. And people might think that it's crazy and like I wasn't raised in no like bad way like or anything like that. But certain things that happened i wouldn't want that to happen to any other child again or for them to grow up in that specific type of environment or right. that specific type of energy around them and i think it's one thing that parents have to like recognize is that your child is going to have questions and going to have queries or problems with the way that they were raised and they're going to come to you about it or they're going to make mention about it some way somehow and you just have to be open to hearing it and open to learning how you can probably fix that moving forward or apologize mm-hmm. for it like and that's all it's simple that is truly just have a different conversation about it but you're going to do this whole pity pity fight like grow up 
grow up. Yeah. But I want to hear from Kim though uh, on that because Kim has been silent. Very I silent. I don't know what he's going like, on I with I feel over like there. it's because he probably can is either can you like not relate Kim or is it that you're just taking in everything that we're seeing? I I'm taking it in. I feel like my way of growing up was very different and I'll be mm-hmm. very candid about it. My parents divorced when I was about eight or nine years old. After my siblings migrated, my parents divorced almost immediately after. And so mm. this is double trauma for me. So after they left, um, I was like, all right, you know, they had, they had to leave. They're moving on for a better life. You know, you move to the U.S., things happen. But the divorce sparked a different emotion that I could not understand at the age. I didn't know why it was happening. And of course, I blamed myself. And there are communication aspects of it that when i look back now i'm like wow you were terrible at communicating this mm-hmm. like you re- you know like on both ends and because i was living with my dad i wasn't i wasn't connected with him in that way for a very long time and so my my issue with the way i was parented was had a lot to do with the communication aspect of it mm-hmm. because i heard the i love you's i got the gifts i mm-hmm. I, I i got the support when it came to like my homework in school but it was communicating certain things and understanding that i had emotions that i needed to express at the time and didn't know how mm. and the environment was not as accommodating as it needed to oh be. my god um, you know so it, it was tough it was tough but I, I tell you as you said as sage was saying she gives her mother props i have to give my mother props because she 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 did it all mostly i would say on her own while learning me she had to mm-hmm. learn me as a human being because growing up from age 16 to where i am now a completely different human being you mm-hmm. know to when i was like 10 or 11 and i watched her learn and make note of things and that really made me happy because wow. um, yeah you put that so I, beautiful I only, like... i only have one now right yeah you put that so beautifully, same, same, so same. beautiful. You know, when 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 he's a linguist, dad left. A linguist. When I know? say left, when I say <laughs> left, I mean of course, you know, God decided that it was time for him to leave this earth. I watched my mom support me in the in in the strongest way ever. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else that I needed emotionally in that time than just somebody to say it's gonna be fine. I have your back regardless of what happens in this life. You're a grown man now, but if you need me, don't be afraid to be like, oh, I'm going yeah. back to my mom because I am here. And a lot of times I go through things that I still don't tell her mm-hmm. because I don't want her to worry. But we have come a very long way. There are some very toxic and difficult things that happened when I was a child mm-hmm. but I'm grateful for the growth and the lessons because we're not where we used to be it's still not where I want it to be but that's my best fucking friend and I would right. never trade her for anything else on this earth Burr. Wow. Ew, I'm getting so beautifully put it I'm happy that you, I love that for you to, to be very honest and I'm happy that you found that and I pray for the day that I can 
holistically just come out here and say that because god no i will share some other works on that but for now she's I, still going for it and I she's still going for it and i i i can relate you know just i'll just let me just get that out came, came i can fairly relate but there are props that i just cannot give and i don't know if it's selfish of me for not giving the props but i cannot give the props because i'm still actively going through the going stuff through it. Yeah. yes and then there are things that i also like kind of talk onto because i don't know if i will regret it in the future but like yeah. there are certain stances that i and i just want to say but like you know i really can't truly kind of call and actually say mm. that but then actually i'm going to send this podcast to my mom and i'm going to make a listen to it and i hope that jesus christ will not put me outside because you know you know like oh you're okay, talking about this, yeah, is internet, and this is private thing i'm like so if, if they put me outside i'm gonna call one of y'all 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 are gonna have to like calls me for the next few months you know so i can get back as well can get back on yeah. her feet the closest, country, the closest like country is jamaica exactly <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about it right about doing that is i'm not easy person to talk about my feelings or my emotions in any way mm. shape or form right and right. if i feel that i am being butchered i put up my defense mechanism which is you want to fight me <laughs> like great. truthfully That's you want to fight me like okay. you're going to beat me like that is something i always tell my mother you're gonna beat me you're not gonna beat me so leave me alone <laughs> to be honest my mother does oh. try but me i'm i'm probably one that's emotionally detached seeing that i met her when i was 12. so wait you was... only met your mother when you were 12. yeah oh wow how was that <laughs> tell us about your bereavement <laughs> it was different because obviously i'm the only child so so who raised you Let, let's start this into an interview oh your my grandmother. grandmother raised so you me. were in jamaica yeah i'm a grandmother and then, boy. okay I, I moved after my dad passed like a year after because uh-huh. obviously i was in jamaica depressed and then i was seeing everybody else with their dad so it was just was just so, triggering. So question, did your dad partially raise you along with your grandmother? You know, I don't know why I'm, I was I was depressed, you know, because um I like I knew him more than I knew my mom. He used to come and visit me like so, like on holidays, but um, that was when I was that was when I was twelve as well. That's when he started visiting me and he died like when we started getting a bond like two years after. So but we used to talk on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really have a bond with my like my mom is trying now, but you know when you feel like it's it's late, like you know. I don't think it's never too it's late. It's never to too start. late. You but, have to be open. Yes. Uh, no, no. I would say that like like him. I say like she's one of my best friends, but like she's the friend that I'm just like you tell certain stuff to. Like if I'm depressed, I wouldn't go to her because she send me like sounds ninety one and sounds twenty three, and I don't. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm screaming. Yeah. But let me ask you a question to say, so just, not just sending any sounds, but there is a certain thing with me, right? I realize I carry a parent's stress a lot for no damn reason yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So, like, 
I want to tell you the most basic of basic things, like the simplest things, you know, and you're going to stress about it, and then you're really going to start reading Psalms and start fasting and doing all of that. Is it the same thing for you? Because I know this is it for me. Like, sometimes yes. I just want to dive. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to dive out and say all of this. Look, is this, look, is this, look, is this, look, is this. But the amount of stress, quote-unquote, and I don't want to raise nobody's blood pressure and then have to go jail and sit down in jail to say that I killed that person. I can't do it. I, I'm still young, you know. I still have to go Dubai. Yeah, you've been stressing for 19 years. It's time to, you know, do what you got to do. You know, <laughs> I got to do what I got to do. I'm not 19, though, by the way, but you all get the point. Yeah. But is it that for you to saw? Yes, everything. Listen, I was ill in Jamaica and they, uh, they thought I was getting somebody was older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so did they take it to get like a river bath and things like that? Why are we laughing about this? This no, is no, no, no. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Listen, because I was with my grandmother as well. So obviously she had her Bible and then she was beating with the Bible. Like, the, it wasn't working. Like, took me to the hospital and dying. Intermission. I'm screaming. Wait, wait, wait. Too sad. Too sad. Wait, what you yeah. say your granny was Bloody doing? beat you with the Bible. Yes. Beating all the other. Like she take the holy Bible and she hit you with it? Yes. In your what head? No, no, no. I want the song that I want to recommend is I wish somebody so good at catch a fire. Listen. I am. Cr- too sad. So wait. What? I'm. D- what was the thought process? Like, what, what you no, 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 no. In my head, I was like, get me out of here. I'm dying. Please. I need to hurry up. So you said, you should beat, what do you mean she beat you with the Bible? No, like, <laughs> listen, you know, when you, you know, when you think like, she, like she was hitting the spot where the pain was, cause I was, I told you I had like abdominal cramps mm-hmm. that I found out like, that I had like ulcer cause I don't eat. Right. Yeah. So then she was there, and then she was like, "Oh, because when I was there, I used to have go through um, stomach problems, but then I, I haven't been having stomach problems like that until like I went there for real." So then she was like, "Yes." Then she showed me a picture to say, "Grady, I beat you with the Bible." Beat him with the Bible, you know, and you know, at the same time, she's sending down some holy water onto all of you. Yes, no, nothing. I rub, 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 I'm afraid. I didn't tell you it's gas and she give you tea to listen, drink 24-7. Them, 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 they make peppermint tea for me and the doctor said it's that that made it even worse. Oh Jesus, <laughs> the peppermint burn up your stomach. Mm. Oh my God. Beat, they were beating me up and I'm like, mom, you know, like I was like, mommy, because I don't call my mom mommy, I call her mother. So that's the first time I ever call her mommy. So I was like, mommy, I'm dying. Mommy, take me up, take me up. And, the and then my aunt was my aunt, my aunt's a nurse, so she's like, Yes, we need to come to the doctor. So that's what they finally tried me to the hospital. Yeah, so, for 25 cents a day, you can help save the song from his No, but yeah, it's all lots of love, you know. That's what they're used to. Back in the days, they used to be praying, everything is about voodoo, you know. I feel like they need to see that it's the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. to start out here dying from ulcerated stomach and eating me for Bible. Father God. What I realized though is that you really have to get to know your parents as people. No, I you mean, don't. Even though it really helped me. Honestly. I disagree. 
it I agree, Sage. Me. I agree. No, no, to be honest, because... I, I, it, it does it does help because me, whenever I want to rant about somebody and I feel like somebody's going to go back and tell the person that I'm ranting to them about, I tell my mom. My mom it, My question my mom, is how can you get to know a person as a person if they're blocked? Like they're the literal block. Yeah, that's true like because you can't get to know somebody if you're unwilling to be you they're know, not open, open to their cinder yeah. block. Listen, I don't know nothing about my mother childhood in a I don't know anything about her past, and I'm sure it would be interesting to have that conversation. Anyway. I feel like you just sit sit her down one day and you tell her like, no, my mother, my mother knows when I'm depressed. She knows what to do. Every time I'm depressed, I feel, and that's that's the thing too. You know, they're like sometimes they're like, you know, you're my child. I know you. I know. Do you really? And, yeah, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you, do you really? <laughs> do you really? You may know what I show you, but you don't know me. Raised eyebrows. You truly <laughs> don't know me. Like they 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 all there thinking that they have you fully Listen, figured out. You know, like they have the parents, blueprint of your life. You know. If most of our parents knew knew about us, they would have kicked us out of the house. I'm correct. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. But well, in my parents found us, and I'm still here. Listen, Sage, I feel like this um, this one put you outside. Just for us to just mm-hmm. look at other forms of the toxicity, we can talk about the physical and verbal abuse. Abuse may not always be hitting, yelling, threats, or something totally obvious either. You may encounter more subtle abuse like name calling, shifting of blame, silent treatment, or gaslighting. Those are all things I'm sure many of us have experienced. The beating, sometimes for some unnecessary thing, the yelling, oh my god, the threats me, I go fuck you up. My mother used to love that. Some parents are just known for those type of things. Threats to kids, especially little kids like babies. You know, those little things just kind of throw me off. Why do you do that? Like right. I just I had to stop my mom when I get when I like stop when I was living on my own and I know I can't tell her my mind. I'm like, um, the way she used to talk to my two younger sisters and the way she used to beat them and over some unnecessary stuff that you need to teach them as a as a mother. You know, I'm like, um, this that that, that you need to change that. I don't like that. You need to stop beating the pin them because they're gonna get up a reason. And I think that's really one of the reasons why in some state like for the first half of when i moved out i legit resented this woman and i'm like hmm resentment i resented her it's a it's a serious because they don't understand that some of the things that they do can cause us to resent them for a lifetime and it takes work and therapy you know some of them are so quick to anger they make like like them we beat you and I go ask like you where your ball for. You know the most dangerous place that they can push you to, and which is where I think that I am now, is a place of numbness. Like you just don't care. Like and oh, you just don't feel, and good. you just don't care. And it's it's not good because like I literally, I'm literally at this place where I just don't feel and I don't care it about. No, so whatever happened happened. Literally. Yeah. It, that like this is where i'm at right the now, next thing the next channel. thing we can look at is controlling behaviors toxic parents may invade your privacy or not allow you to make your own decisions or <laughs> maybe they're overly critical and controlling of your decisions even as an adult um i never had that so psh, i can't well, speak on that keep i would lo- i would love me. to speak on that why 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 are all these things hitting for me, me. wait is that you're 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 uh, under a controlling environment listen let me tell you I, listen i have, when i'm leaving the house i have to tell you where i'm going why you need to know where i'm going no no 
not me. I'm of age. I can put some well, more well, See, I I don't live under my mom's roof. So. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Tony, read that line back again, please. Controlling behaviors. Toxic parents may invade your privacy or not allow you to make your own decisions. Maybe they're overly critical and controlling of your decisions, even as an adult. Like even overly critical and controlling of your decisions, even as an adult. Mother, I hope you're listening. Jesus. We can also speak about the manipulative behaviors. Your parents may try to control you by using guilt or shame to play with your emotions toxic parents may even hold time money or other items as pawns in their manipulative game so them know you like something them not gonna buy it as an effort for teach you a lesson those type of manipulative behavior okay um and it's crazy it, it might be considered rewarding because the concept of rewarding is very wide and can sometimes be misunderstood so yeah that is something and you can see how all of that leads back straight to depression right of course of course we can also speak of a lack of boundaries toxic parents tend to push and push and push to get their way as you tire from their tactics you may simply give in to the idea or situations out of exhaustion or frustration I'm sorry, I've never been in a situation where I was forced. Did I? Was I? Hmm. Mm, nah. No. Me neither. No. Thank God. I don't think so. Outburst. I... Go, Sage. Oh, um, there was this one time where I was coming, like, my parents were driving me home, and then I was having this conversation with them about them, like, kind of loosening the, the, my, What's it called? My, what what I name? A curfew? Yeah, well, yeah, let's call it that. Just giving me more like freedom. Mm-hmm. And then they were like kind of opposed to it, and they were making some points that I really didn't like understand, or it didn't make sense to me at the time. And um, I got upset, and I got really upset. So I, sometimes when I get upset, I just stop talking. And I don't want to talk to anybody. And I spend most of my time in my room alone. So I was in my room. I was alone. And I was writing in my journal. Because I have a journal. And I keep it very detailed. (laughs) And um, so I kept my door locked. And then my mom came in. And then she was just like, what's wrong with you? And I'm just like, I really don't want to talk now. Normally, I don't oppose her when she just comes into my room. But this is the first time I've ever told her, like, oh, I really don't, I don't want to talk right now. I just want to be alone. And then she was just like, so yeah, I do. And then she would stare. You know that stare that your parents give you until you answer them? Mm-hmm. Like, she was just like, oh, so yeah, I do. And it's so uncomfortable because I wouldn't look at her. And she, I was just like writing in my journal. And then she's, oh, so yeah, right, but me. How bad I am. That's why you're acting both. And whenever she does that, it just gets under my skin. Like, that's one of my pet peeves. Like, whenever I say that she did something wrong or I'm angry at her, and then she said, oh, so I'm the worst person in the world. That is... I want to fight. Like, <laughs> I want to fight, fight her. Me. I want to hide her pills. 
and just wait, 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 wait. I am just going to put on <laughs> there that on here with Anthony has nothing to do with Sage wanting to commit to attempted murder. I'm sorry, <laughs> has no. nothing to do with we the people, Kim, Donisha, Toussaint, and Tony. We have nothing to do with Sage. <laughs> listen, because I don't I'm want your parents come screaming. to listen to this to say that we're entertaining no. this behavior sister, because sister we burn, don't. Sister Peaches. No. Listen, sister Peaches, the Auntie Peaches, need to listen to this, you know, because no, I just it just irritates me so much, and I feel like you are purposely misunderstanding me and manipulating me into feeling like I am wrong, and just whatever. And my dad had to like literally shout and say, "Yo, just leave her alone. If she wants to be alone, then you can't make her." And I think, dear, I think that's something that they don't understand, and something that I'm coming to understand by my. Um, through myself, and I think I don't even realize Kim has, a, Kim Kim has actually like been helping me with that, and I don't think that he even actually realized that he has been helping with that. Is understanding where to set my boundary when it comes in terms of my social meter, and like my anxiety with people because I I've become I've self-diagnosed myself with anxiety. I know that is not good people, but I've self-diagnosed myself with anxiety. Damn anxiety. I have anxiety and I am realizing that because I am this and you would not see that because I'm this really normally this bubbly person who goes out there and like hey hi hello like you know really friendly person but now I'm starting to realize that I truthfully have anxiety and like it eats me up it really eats up my guts it eats up everything inside of me and so have been learning to like just draw this line and draw this meter and for some reason my recharge takes longer than most people much more longer it takes me sitting in my room by myself in my corner in darkness the bigger blackout curtains y'all don't sponsor us but shout out to y'all i love y'all thank you blackout curtains and just being by myself and for some reason like my mental takes so long to like come back to where it originally was and it is from god's laziness and it's truthfully not lazy because I am over here fighting for the willpower to survive. Mm-hmm. I am over here fighting for the willpower just to turn on the bed and just to pick up the phone and just to like do certain things and just to come out there and be like the donation that people know. Like it's so freaking hard to just get up and do it every day. It takes a lot. Call me a Tesla car. Like I, the bed is the power like it's the socket and then i'm just plugging myself into it like avatar type of shit you know what yeah. avatar? that's literally what is happening that's the best way that i can explain it and for you to be out there saying that it's business dog dog these things are traumatizing because what but thank you kim but in the moment he made me realize how to set boundaries too yeah he did he, like he's, he made he's me really... stop expecting things from people because to keep you, everybody's a grown person everybody's a grown person Listen, and we have them that, on life that's, that's it and if i pay them on bills <laughs> so you can't tell me what to do so you can't tell them what to do and tell me what that's to do what true. What to do. <laughs> um so think about let's think back to our childhood and ask ourselves can we not i don't <laughs> <laughs> but since you're still a child, so you're still a child, so yeah. But let's let's no, let's. I'm in my first year of adulting. Let's look back into our Maybe. our childhood. Um, did my parents emotionally abuse me? Did they tell me I was worthless or just plain bad? 
Did they physically abuse me under the guise of discipline? Was I forced to care for my parents at a young age or my siblings? Was I scared of my parents or their decisions and actions? Was I afraid to show my anger or frustrations to them? Did they make me keep secrets from family or friends about things they did to me like physical or sexual abuse? Or maybe you're still dealing with this type of relationship. Do my parents treat me like I'm still a child? Do they guilt me to get what they want? Or do they use threats or manipulative strategies? Do I feel like, do I feel ill or have any overwhelming physical or emotional feeling after seeing my parents? Do I just feel like I will never live up to my parents' expectations? If you answer, listen, if you answered yes to any or all of these questions, you may have a toxic parent in your life. Take a moment to let that sink in. Then consider this. You may blame yourself for their behaviors or how you react to them. You may feel guilty or inadequate, which makes it hard to thrive in your life as an adult. Growing up with such tremendous stress and confusion can also make it very hard for you to form healthy self-esteem. So you may be carrying around some heavy baggage with you. But you can also make changes to your relationship, your life, to address and heal from the damage done. Family, no matter what form it takes, has a significant impact on an individual's feelings or self-worth. Perception of and trust in others and general worldview. Basically, it's the foundation for how you see and interact with people, places and things around you. Once you realize that you have been exposed to toxicity, it may be helpful or even liberating to recognize that many behaviors you are learned or you have learned as toxic, you may have viewed damaging experiences you had growing up as normal. For example, you may have been beaten or abused but pushed it off as just merely being spanked. You may have been severely neglected but framed it as your parents being too busy. If you are a parent who grew up with a toxic parent as a model, you may feel doomed. You can overcome history repeating itself. It's a question you probably ask yourself. There's good news. With little work, learned behaviors can be unlearned and modified. This isn't an easy task, but the first step is recognizing that you were shaped by your environment. You cannot, in nowhere form, change until you understand and accept the things that have influenced your behaviors. Mm -hmm. What can you do while dealing with a toxic parent? While you cannot change the things, someone while you cannot change someone else's behavior, setting boundaries can limit the interactions you have with toxic parents. It can help you take control in the situation and feel some power where you may have felt powerless before. As an adult, you may still be influenced or overwhelmed by your parents. You may even feel like you're waiting for someone to give you permission to escape from that influence. Here's the thing. You are that person you can grant yourself permission. You are the person who can decide to change and take back your life. Mm -hmm. 
and you can start as early as today by making a plan. Keem will take us through boundaries. But in the interim, while Keem just take us through boundaries, um, Danish, I think that a lot of us feel as if we cannot take grips on what's going on, but understanding mm. the basic necessities of our parents and um, also understanding them as individual and trying to really break I think we have to take responsibility at some point to teach them about us. It's it's kind of difficult for us to do it, and some in in some aspect it isn't. But we have to teach them about us, what I like, what I don't like. If we see that they're not getting it, and then for some pe- so for some people out there who are listening, I know it sounds way easier than it really is. Um, it does. But it does. I'm gonna ask that we just try our best to just do what's best in our interest to fix the relations because i don't think our intention is to ever lose parents you know if if we can't you know we don't have the intention to lose them or we don't want to lose them who wants to lose a parent you know but i mean i mean been there done that but at some point we have to cut people off even family sometimes and that's just the naked truth um Mm keem take us through boundaries please so one of the best places to start is with setting clear boundaries so a boundary is simply an invisible line that you set for yourself and that you do not allow someone to cross this may be a physical or emotional thing and exactly where that boundary is drawn is completely up to you our california-based psychotherapist sharon martin shares these three tips for setting boundaries with toxic people now the first one we have to be straightforward with the boundaries that we define and don't leave them up for interpretation so while your toxic parent may not be happy being told what to do in fact pushing beyond your limits is likely one of the ways they are toxic they will lose the ability to push you past your breaking point or your breaking zone secondly make communication about boundaries clear and consistent stick to your guns it's okay to say no to your parents if they've gone too far and at the same time stay calm resist blaming and getting overly defensive some parents feed on this type of energy and thirdly continually check in with yourself are your parents respecting your boundaries if not you may need to come up with a plan b even if it means cutting contact for some time danisha healing oh my god healing guys it's important to take time to think about your childhood experiences how they shaped you you have to sit with those experiences think about how they made you feel think about how they made you act you might find them helpful by writing it down or to talk to a trusted family member or friend for some this process may be overwhelming you don't have to embark on this path of healing alone consider making an appointment with a license with a licensed mental health professional to get some ideas for how to start and if you don't see certain behaviors coming out in your own parenting try these tips from experts at Brown's university make a list of things you want to change right next to each behavior the way you would like to behave slash feel instead prioritize the list if you want and then choosing a behavior to start with practice your desired behavior in a place of the one you want to change once you feel that you have mastered one behavior, you can move your way down through the list and attack others. Time and patience is everything. Yes, guys. And those yes, are... Yes, 
yeah those are healing and um the boundaries those are things we have to really set and let those be the pinnacle upon which we strive to make our relationship better with our parents and it's vital that i i say this the intention is never let us not disrespect our parents um don't think that we're saying that parents can't make mistake we're just saying right. that we have to acknowledge when some of the actions are really negative and it is affecting us and therefore we need to speak out and speak up about it that's important you know we got to let we, we really have to let our voices be heard and i don't want any of us to be out there walking around with all of these emotional and physical baggages that we're unable to really move on in life and it's affecting us even in our adult stages we do not want that um and that's really important um sage do you have anything to add to that before we close out um, I just want to say that the world is not just black and white, it's not just this or that. You have everything is a gray area. Your parents cannot be described as just overall bad, overall good. You have to recognize, see them as human beings who can grow, who can learn, and just mm. realize, just you know. Try to understand them and understand how they would mix well with you. If you understand what I mean. Right. What can you do? If this is how a person is, if they are hard-headed, what can you do to make yourself cope with that? Do you leave the situation? Do you have less conversations? It's all about um, improving your life and just making sure that you get you just have the best time every day. Mm -hmm. So you have to recognize that, yeah, my mother did this for me, did that for me, but mm -hmm. she also did this to me and did that to me. And you can't just, you can't dwell on either either. Mm. Right. So, yeah. Okay. It's just said that none but chef Accept them as a whole, a whole person. Okay. Right. Um, to sound. Well, for the parents, I feel like try to listen to your kid because there's always something that you can learn from them and vice versa. I feel like parents want us to achieve what they didn't, but in the same time, they're damaging our mental health and they're not really seeing it like that. So they have to take on board our feelings as well. So yeah, that's all I'd like to add. Kim, your words of wisdom. Yeah, to close out for the kids or the, the, the ones who are, you know, speaking to the parents, understand that these people are also human beings. Mm -hmm. They went through things that they struggle to express and they don't want to seem vulnerable because to them, that's them breaking down and failing as a parent. Sometimes we may feel like it's not our job, but if you can, try to ensure that they understand that you are creating an environment where it's okay for them to come to you with these things. Where you're not judging, you're coming from a point of understanding, and that may help the communication process as well. And for the parents, we cannot expect to raise these kids 
the way that you know you may have been raised in the 70s or 80s these kids are facing different problems they're facing different struggles mm-hmm. and they're going through it a lot of times by themselves out there in the world because they don't have the understanding of somebody older than them to support them so please Preach. in any you can learn to talk to these kids give them the emotional support the food shelter and clothing bare minimum bare minimum oh my God. So we can get some emotional support in there to let these kids know that listen your emotions are valid and depression is a real thing and i'm not about to lose you to suicide just because you can't talk to me or you feel like you can't come to me with these things if we can instill just a little bit of that in the world it would be a better place so that's where i leave y'all this week Absolutely. if you're gonna Thank be a so wall much. be a wall that they can lean on be a wall, be a wall. Can, not a wall they can't talk to exactly don't be a drywall lovely danisha will take us through our quote for this week thank you so much it's my cash up but <laughs> <laughs> um i know i have to drop this every week but our quote for this week is family does not mean keeping secrets walking on eggshells lying to keep the peace pretending others are healthy when they are not tiptoeing around the truth attending events that detail my heat that derail sorry my healing process defending poor choices engaging in toxic behavior remaining loyal to destructive patterns or mm-hmm. sacrificing my needs in an attempt to fix or save others don't do it thank you so much danisha um, guys no matter what be sure to give yourself some grace recognizing difficult things about your childhood can be painful and bring up a host of emotions you might not expect and if you feel you have to be slipped into toxic patterns yourself just know that changing can take time the important thing is that you are committed to changing and that you recognize the need to change for your own mental health and for health of those around you you'll get there you will reach out for help when you need it and understand you are not alone on this journey change can be scary but you know what's even scarier allowing your fear to stop you from just growing evolving and progressing i'd like to take this opportunity to thank um my co-host for just bringing this topic alive and also to they're literally you know my backbone in an essence sage and donny and um to sound for being here and we really had a wholesome discussion it's such a wide topic that there's so much to talk about but um from us here at on air with anthony thank you for the usual um just staying with us and you know listening and supporting us and what we do we thank you guys and we look forward to being with you guys next week um as we were about to enter into the festive season this weekend um we ask that you guys stay safe watch your environment um enjoy the time with those who matters most family friends whomever it be um and remember the true reason for this season um so a merry christmas to you guys and we will be with you guys the sunday after thank and you guys to my youtube channel 
oh yes and subscribe to sage's youtube channel what's the name of your youtube channel channel sage Thanks, Dustin. All right, there we go. Please subscribe, run it up, and <laughs> remember to subscribe to my PayPal and Cash Up. I'm Thank crying, you. and <laughs> you guys can follow us on our different social media platforms. Um, so from us here at and um, on air with Anthony Kim and Donisha, continue being, doing, and becoming the best versions of yourself. Have a great week. Yes, I'm free. I'm free